Oh, Great Gatsby. Oh, we saw The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Gatsby. Nope, that's not the one we saw. We saw The Great Gatsby, Tim. The Great Gasket. Got it. It did not deteriorate. <laughs> the Great Teflon Gasket. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stuck to Gasket. <laughs> <laughs> This is a. <laughs> this is, my this is a uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies type of novel. <laughs> and you'd get to learn a little bit about proper equipment specifications. <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> It's just a step to the left. This is the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, is the, uh, trying to remember names of characters in that movie. The, oh, what's the name of the movie? Thank uh, you. Magenta. Rocky. Brad. Janet. Brad. Janet. Uh, the creepy butler guy. Sure. Um, it's the Rocky to my creepy butler guy, Catherine Kogart. Dr. Frankenfurter. Frank N. Furter, yeah. Yeah. Good movie, huh? Yeah. I read something recently that suggested that Tim Curry has spent his entire career trying not to be typecast. He's, like, purposefully gone into ridiculously different roles just to not have to be that guy. I feel like it's what Johnny Depp tried to do, but he's not, like, making a big stink about it, so he's a little bit more successful about it. I still <laughs> don't know what Johnny Depp looks like, so um, I feel like he really melts into the role. Yeah, yeah, he really does. He looks like a racist Indian guy. <laughs> oh, okay. That was his real. That was no makeup in that movie. Yeah, no, gotcha. that was him. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's why they uh, cast him for that. I mean, some people said it's a bit of a typecast, but... Yeah. Like, oh, geez, you're really going to cast the racist-looking Indian guy as the racist Indian caricature? Really? Hmm. I guess. So, as regular listeners of the show know, we like to pick a topic and stroll through this topic. Until, and then uh, we rate the topic. Yeah, and... we give the topic uh, a rating between six and ten. Six oh, and, excuse me. Six and nine. I've uh, I've put it in the wrong order here. We pick a topic, we eat yeah. a topic, and then we rate the topic. Right, that's what we like to do. Yeah. So the topic we are going to devour today, uh, on the heels of Diet Month, <laughs> is uh, texting. Not not something readily edible, but I think you and I are up to it, don't you think? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, nom, nom. how many of your interactions with your smartphone are uh, texting related versus call related? Uh, like as a ratio? Yes, I would like it in the form of a ratio. Please include a colon somewhere in the in the figure you give me. Uh, I would say eight to one. No, no, no. Eight no, no, texts. No. Twelve to twenty to one. <laughs> Wait, what's the third number? <laughs> what's the one? Uh, somewhere between 12 and 20 to 1. Oh, call. I see. Yeah. You see, you needed to give me a colon here. This is specifically why I asked for the colon. I'm sorry. Y you meant 12-20 12, 12 colon 1. And it's not negative 8 to 1. Right. That is also important. So, you're saying you, um, you text 20 times more often than, on the high end, you text 20 times more often than you phone call? call. Yeah, I think that's about right. 
Is that per phone call or like per minute of time on the phone? You know what I mean? Per like, phone call. Okay. Well, that makes sense. A phone call is a much bigger uh, to-do than texting. Well, the way you phrased the question, it sounded to me like uh, how many times do you pull out your phone to text versus pull out your phone to make a phone call? Well, frankly, I'm getting a little tired of your criticisms about my question framing. <laughs> However. No, no. Well, uh, <laughs> you caught me. Uh, I was just hoping to your your cat-like interpretation skills would, would handle this thing. So I didn't have to. That's why they call me Catwoman. Yeah. I can interpret questions really well. <laughs> it's one of your powers. Well, it's your only power. It's the one. Well, and that too. It's so convincing. It's like there's a cat on the other end of this phone call. Yeah, if you didn't know who I was and what my talents were. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I, I would think it was like one of those situations where like, you know, I'm calling home and I go, oh, hey, dad, you know, how's everything? He goes, oh, it's good anyway. Oh, the dog came in. You want to say hi to the dog? <laughs> and I have to like picture that he's put the phone next to the dog's ear and go like, hey, hey, how are you? And I'm thinking like, okay, what do dogs like to hear? Like, <laughs> hmm. Like what's oh, something God. that would let the dog know that I am interested in its life? Um, that's the best I got is who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? I don't treat. Know Just care. say treat. <laughs> well, then that's that's for them to follow up on. That's my dad now has to like go get a treat, or else the training is ruined. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I thought we were just opening a topic that the dog would want to talk about. Yeah, like I the issue is like you like talk to your dog and like, oh, what do I talk about with dogs? Like, I don't know how to start this conversation. Yeah, you're trying to pick out your small talk for dogs. Yeah, which I think really is just sort of the the question on every dog's mind: who's a good boy? Um, Who is a good boy, really? Yeah. <laughs> Tonight at 11. <laughs> I think I'm going to bring this news. up in all social interaction from now on. It's just like, oh, hey, uh, Kevin's great to meet you. So, uh, who's a good boy? <laughs> who's a good boy? Hmm? Tonight at 11. Yeah. It's funny. Dogs really seem to like it. People, not so much. No. People do not like to know who a good boy is. Yeah, it's weird. You'd think we'd I be think a little it's more good positive. To know. You know what people like to know? They like to what know who's a like bad boy. That's what people are interested in. They're like, did you hear who's a bad boy? And you'd be yeah. like, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a bit of a bad boy. He's a, a bit of a... No, you don't want him to be like a real bad boy. But if someone is a bit of a bad boy... it's This is the, the Madonna the Whore complex all over again. Yeah. It's, it's the male version. Is you just a bit of a bad boy. It's, just a bit. It has bit. to have redeeming qualities. Yeah. Yeah. So, who is that? Because I would love to marry him. <laughs> Your answer. Uh, and try to reform him. <laughs> Please use your cat-like interpretation skills to answer this question for me. <laughs> Texting, huh? Texting. So, so do you do do you think that's a function of it's just really easy to text and quite hard to phone call? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Period. All right, fantastic. I'm sorry, you should uh, you should ask lead- more leading questions. You're very bad at answering leading questions. I learned this year. That ago. wasn't a leading question. That was a yes it or wasn't. no question. That was a, it was it was it was not a leading question. I thought that maybe I could pull the old switcheroo on you, and you would uh you'd be like, aha, he he asked a closed ended question. Maybe I could uh expound upon it. Uh no, but I I agree with you with the way that the question led. Well, so my thinking on this is that okay. uh, smartphones. Like, I don't know if it was your experience. My experience with the grand jump, you know what? You're pretty young. You probably started with a smartphone. Probably your first cell phone? No. Yeah, I think so. No. You have a razor? 
I bet you had a no. Motorola Razor. No, everybody I knew had razors, and they were so cool for they it. They were so popular for no Do good reason for like nine months. remember how cool you were just for having a thin phone? It was the coolest phone. Jeez. Oh, uh, but my, my feeling, uh, I also did not have a razor. Uh, but when I jumped from regular old cell phone to smartphone was that Texting got way easier because you had a full keyboard instead of the little alphanumeric thing. Yeah. And um, phone calls got a lot harder because, I don't know, I just feel like they're not shaped for that. They're, they're, they're poorly designed phones. They're great designed There's so many computers. steps, right? Unless you set it up beforehand, there's so many steps to, like, find your contact or... Like, because I'm not memorizing anybody's numbers anymore. I think we've all established that. Oh, yeah. What, what was the last phone number you memorized? Uh, my grandmother's. Huh. Care to share? Her phone number? No. I think that's okay. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I have, like, the last phone number I memorized was, like, yeah, like, back somewhere. Like, I have all these phone numbers in my head from before I had a cell phone that are useless now. Useless. That guy moved away 10 years ago, you know? (laughs) (laughs) At least least cell phone numbers have the decency to stay with people. Landline numbers just disappear. They float off into the ether. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. So, uh, but yeah, my experience was that it was just, uh, I don't know, Crumo, Crumo trying to uh, Crumo? make this phone calls. This is a new one yeah. on me. Well, I have a, yeah, I, I keep trying to mix it up. Um, all the words, I, I, I hit semantic satiation with my positivity words uh, rather quickly. And so I'm constantly Wait, trying to Wait, what is that word? Semantic asphyxiation? Semantic asphyxiation. Did we just invent that? <laughs> no, semantic association is the process by which uh, sounds start to lose meaning because you've heard them so many times in a row. So, okay. uh, you know, if you'd like, we can sit here and you can say a word ten times. And by the end of it, you'll start to, like, your brain will stop registering, registering that as a word and more yeah. as a sound. Yeah. So that's what semantic oh, association is. I didn't know there was a word for that. There is. Now you know. Although, I'd really like to explore semantic ex- asphyxiation because, oh, that's just... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what a that concept. Is, mm, that is there's high little, concept. There's a little too much here. There's, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm short of breath. I, there's a lot of meaning. Oh, boy. Uh. <laughs> boy, now that's uh, a podcast with more information than ours could really uh, benefit by being called semantic asphyxiation. Or not. Yes, I think we suffer from lack of semantic oxygen. Wait. Lack of... Hmm. <sighs> You're so right. if semantic asphy- asphyxiation is caused by semantic hypoxia, lack of okay. oxygen. Well, thank you. <laughs> See, we're all learning from each You're other. Welcome. This is wonderful. We're all learning from each other. We're sharing. We're caring, etc. Maxo. <laughs> so the the opposite of that would be a semantic uh, oxygen rich environment. <laughs> <laughs> a little less uh, nuanced. Okay. Yeah. Maybe still a little good, bit less fun good. to bust out at a cocktail party, sure. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I dream of going to a cocktail party where this would be a high-quality conversation. I feel like semantic asphyxiation <laughs> would not quite fly at many of the uh, parties that I attend. Heart, I ah, oh God, I feel like it would really take off at some of the parties I've been to. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with it really taking off either. Where's the heavy medium? It really is just going to take off. Yeah, just, like a rocket ship. This whole this whole party is just going to grow wings and fly us to the moon, <laughs> like Red Bull. Exactly, the latest and greatest in partying: semantic asphyxiation. 
So <laughs> let's uh, so let's attend that party. I think I have to sort of just meditate on uh, flying a party to the moon. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll be right back on the Dudafell podcast. back on the doom to fail podcast talking about texting so this is a uh, uh, fun fact time you ready for fun fact time Catherine? yes i'm always ready for fun fact time yeah that's a uh, that's a great thing to put on a t-shirt or something like that maybe <laughs> uh, fun yeah facts you'd get you know what i see i see like having a a gifted program you know, I like you. Gifted program takes you to the museum for a day, and it's mm-hmm. like the big gifted day where all the the fifth graders who are slightly smarter than the other fifth graders because they yeah. have probably because they have rich parents. Let's be honest. Oh sure, yeah, they've been in this thing <laughs> since uh since preschool. They've been yeah. learning about uh you know iambic pentameter and such. Uh yeah, that's what you learn in preschool. Yeah, but well, I, uh, I don't know what you learn. Uh, singing. Singing? You learn singing? Well, that's... I mean, you can sing an iambic pentameter, I suppose. I suppose you can, yeah. The, the important thing, we were all learning rhythms. I feel like that's that's the... That should be your first bit of education, is rhythms. I think that's fair, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad but we But anyway, so this t-shirt, uh, you get at the end of, uh, of your gifted program day that says, I'm oh, always yeah. ready for a fun fact. And that, uh, in turn, makes uh, all the other kids ready to beat you up. At any time. Yeah, at any time. Always I got a fun fact for you. It has five fingers. <laughs> oh, pretty clever for a fifth grader. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, I would have made a great bully if I wasn't so beat upable. Yeah, I would have made a great fifth grader if, you know, they'd let me get that far. But <laughs> so it goes. So it goes. So, fun fact about uh, SMS, as Europeans call it. Actually, really, just the rest of the world. I don't know why we call it texting, and everyone uh, else calls it SMS. Really? Does everybody else call it SMS? That's weird. Uh, I have never heard anyone um, not from the U.S. call it texting, unless they are like you know trying to fit in in the U.S. But you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't been everywhere. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Go on. So SMS stands for short message service. Uh, just yes. in case you were confused. And uh, you know how it works. The technical aspect is really interesting. There's there's so, as we talked about in segment one, um, mm-hmm. we all text way more than we phone qualifies. Um, so much so that I do not know the proper verb for phone qualifies. And the reason is it has to do with this just strange little quirk of the technology. So, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, in the 1980s, they had this idea that, hey, why don't we come up with like a good way to send short messages? Uh, you know what? Probably... Most people can get stuff down in 150 characters or so. You know, there's nothing worth saying that is more than 150 characters. I mean, I would, I would knock it down to an even 140. (laughs) 
Well, they didn't have their number yet. They might have been even thinking 100, <laughs> but uh, it was the technical aspect of it that determined what the actual character count was. And so the reason is there was a particular telephone networking protocol, which is, you know, uh, communicating over a telephone or the Internet or whatever. It's just a series of voltage changes in a wire, right, that mm-hmm. transmits um, ones and zeros or an analog voice if uh, it's an analog network. Um but there's also sort of a metal level where it's not the actual signal, but it's information about the signal. So, like, uh-huh. for instance, we've got this huge mess of wires, and we want to send some signals about, like, well, where is this supposed to be going? Like, you know, how should this be connected to and to whom? Uh, and other things like that. I guess I don't really understand all of it. But the point is there's sort of this metal level, and um, it is uh, exactly big enough such that you can fit 160 characters if you're using a... Um, seven uh seven bit character set so um you know what i mean uh, with bits right so the idea is that like the more bits you have the more unique codes you can write so you can yeah so uh so you with a seven bit character set you can write pretty much most characters that you'd ever need and uh you can fit 160 of them in this sort of above uh meta signal and since you don't really need that all the time you can just instead use it to uh, when during the downtime send all these uh, text messages. So it's like right. zero extra work for for a telephone network. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's cat. Yeah, interesting. Which to me has always made it seem even more ridiculous. From you know, I'm I'm well past the days when I count my text messages, but there was a time when it was like a quarter per text message. And I think uh, the fact that it was essentially free with no extra infrastructure involved means that it's highway robbery by these uh, cell phone companies. Oh, yeah. Another thing I'm angry about. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) hmm. A lot of things by these telephone companies are highway robbery, if you think about it. Yeah, especially all that highway robbery they've been doing. Yeah, and it's just because of the infrastructure. The highway yep. robbery infrastructure that they have. Yeah, they've got they've got the highways. They've got uh, ways to drive to portions of the highway where they can then hold you up. Um, yeah, they've got, yeah. Uh, they have the stables where they keep their horses, which they ride mm-hmm. up next to the um, what you call them carriages or trains. Yep. I mean, yeah, depending on what century you're in. <laughs> I think there was a time when uh, trains and horses might coexist. You might have highways of, of two kinds. <laughs> I think that's some of that crazy Christian nonsense. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's just a theory, Catherine. I don't know. I'm just trying to put out all the possible theories, and then we can sort of use scientific uh-huh. evidence to try to back uh-huh. them up. All right, fine. Don't don't come to my museum of uh, uh, industrial <laughs> creationism. We've got you know, Stanford, I believe in uh, science. Mellon, uh Giants? What? Uh, yeah, I believe in giants, not science. I definitely didn't say science. Mm, giants, though. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really sure how else you could build skyscrapers if you didn't have giants to lift the stones into place. Obvi. I mean, how else did the ancient Egy- Egyptians do it, right? Well, that was alien. I'm um, done saying obvi now. I just want everybody <laughs> to know. <laughs> <laughs> how, how how considerate of you to, to to let us know i didn't want to draw attention to it but you know i think this is a great way for you to have handled that misstep in saying obvi <laughs> thank really, you just get it all I'm out just trying to recover as gracefully as i can <laughs> ah so um yeah i don't know pretty cool the way text messages are sent 
I mean, relatively cool, I guess. I don't know. It's okay. There's some coolness in there, I'm sure. Yeah, it's buried. Buried somewhere <laughs> in my long-winded explanation. The, um, the other thing that's interesting is uh, the way that... Um, so you know how, uh, like, if you have your phone off for, I don't know, 10 minutes, let's say you turn it back on and it blows up with all the, all the um, yeah. handsome men uh, and hot ladies trying to text at you? Someone might blow up my phone. As, yeah, exactly. as the kids would say. Well, yeah. Um, they're not kids anymore. They've grown up and we're going to have to accept this. The blow up the phone generation has, has moved on. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's, that's, that was actually a protocol choice that they made. They were like all ready to just be like, eh, if it doesn't come back, it doesn't come back. Like the idea was originally like, eh, maybe you'll receive it, maybe you won't. And then they decided to like, no, no, this really does need to be a, uh, a store and forward, uh, protocol which is it's, it's how it's phrased oh interesting so they could have done it so you got like you you could have the timestamp on the on the phone or on the text when it was sent to you even if your phone was off well you do have a timestamp on the text yeah but the timestamp is like says like a second ago if you turn up your phone turn off your or if you turn on your phone and then mm-hmm. you get a bunch of text messages they all say from one second ago do they? I don't think mine does that. I think it's oh, dated. mine do. It's really oh, annoying right. because then I can't. Then I can't figure out how in trouble I am. Yeah, you can't. You know, when your mom texts you and says, uh, "Where are you?" <laughs> or your curfew was at three p.m. today. Mom, I keep telling you that curfew doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Wait, why do I have a curfew at three? Yeah, it's, there's a lot that doesn't make sense. I I don't know. That's your family issue, not mine. I don't get why she's having a curfew in the afternoon. I don't know why you have a curfew. You live in different cities. You, I don't know why you have a curfew. You're an adult. I mean, I don't There's know. There's a Catherine. lot of question saying. marks here. Yeah, your family. Maybe we should some, answer uh, them in the break. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. We'll break that down and come right back on the Doom to Fail podcast. We're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about texting SMS. <laughs> texting colon SMS. It's like a CSI colon Miami. I feel like it works better, actually. We have to do the opposite direction, though. SMS, texting. Or SMS, yeah. the texting. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the textinating. SMS colon texting. Nah, I don't like it. <laughs> so, Catherine, in 2010... 6.1 trillion SMS text messages were sent. That's a lot. Oh, okay. That, translates that seems into redundant average... to say SMS text messages, but go on. Oh, you're right. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, SMS became the the word for text message, but it does stand for short message system. Yes. System? Yeah. Service. Short message service. So it's not rep- repetitive, really. Listen, I suppose you're is... right. Yes, you yeah, are correct. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll step back. Continuing on. Uh... 
This translates into an average of 193,000 SMSs per second. Wow. That's just so many. Wow. I mean, cell phone towers are amazing if you think about it. Per second. Cell phone dollars are amazing? What was Towers. Because they're all going through cell phone towers, right? That's true, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many cell phone towers there are. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, this raises the question of, um, so you're getting approximately 193,000 SMSs per second because I assume that they're all going to you, Catherine. Um, yes. What, what, what is your, what's your theory on responding to text messages? Where do they sit in the great, uh, great pantheon of how you need to, uh, respond to them? <laughs> like, honestly, higher than phone calls. <laughs> so, wait, but are you talking about if you're already on the phone with them? Like, someone says something like, hey, Catherine, uh, I was hoping you'd just give me the specs on, uh, you know, case number 652, and you just sort of, like, stay on the phone but say nothing for a little bit, and then, like, go get lunch and order, and then come back and be like, oh, yeah, it's 56. Okay, work is its own thing, because nobody sends, well, some people send work texts, but, uh, you know, I'm trying happening. to get the work texting thing going at work, and nobody, nobody's taking the bait. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That is weird because for a long time it was very, um, I don't know, like a teenagery thing to do. But yeah. it's got to have to transition eventually, right? Are we, are well, we the not only the generation person who texts me that? back is my boss, and he's like the oldest one there. Mm. Well, you know what you have to do, though? Like to get someone to text you back, you have to, uh, get to flirt a little. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to get people to text you back. <laughs> winky to be faces. <laughs> yeah, winky faces always do it. This is text messages is one of the few uh, media forms where I will put like smiley faces in there because it it actually does emote quite a bit I find and I don't have the space to like draw out my you know florid prose so yeah yeah so winky faces I think that'll work pretty well man emoticons but, that's a whole other that's a whole other episode <laughs> well I mean it's uh, again it's just due to a quirk of there being. Uh, 160 characters in a seven-bit set um, that you can fit uh, emoticons in there. There's all this yeah. room for these weird things because we have all these extra bits. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so no one texts you back, really? What? No. Oh, at work. Yeah. At work. No. Nobody texts me back. I text them. I'll say, hey, when you guys have a second, can you just text me this person's phone number real fast? Uh, and nobody texts me back. Are they not, um, do they not receive them? Are they, are they one of these people who doesn't have Oh, they receive them. They totally receive them. And they all have smartphones, so they don't have any excuses. Mm hmm. Yes, that is odd. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, well, so let me tell you how I respond to things. I figure emails can generally wait, I don't know, a day or two, uh, depending on the email. Sometimes I let them go longer. Text messages, I try to respond that day. But not necessarily immediately. Just, you know, within a few hours is probably good. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, phone calls, I'm either not going to pick up the phone or I am and then we'll <laughs> talk. Um, <laughs> so, but maybe their version of text messages is like emails or lower than emails even. <laughs> maybe. Where it's like, eh, if I get to them this year, then that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll train them. Yeah, what's your plan for that? To train them? Yeah. Oh, just I mean, inundate them, that? like only communicate to them through text messages. Mm. Sure that won't just get you fired or something? Or get a talking to? <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> Catherine, we need to talk about your texting. 
getting a little out of hand. This company does not have a plan for that. Text, 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 text. Can you imagine you get brought into your boss's office to be like, Catherine, you have a serious texting issue. That's just not how we communicate at this business. You know, I understand if you want to do it, but that's not our culture. And then you pull out your phone and be like, just text to him, you know, but it should be part of the culture. (laughs) You could stop talking. Honestly, this is a walking issue for me (laughs) in text message. (laughs) Makes a lot of sense. So, but but do you agree with, um, do you agree with the, the general response time on a text message is like, eh, today, probably? I don't know. I, I, because it takes so little effort to respond to a text message. Just whenever mm. I see it, I will respond to it, which is usually, yeah, that day, because I'm not always looking at my phone, but. Yeah, well, that's, that's my cover. That's like my excuse. Is oh, that, yeah, like, it's totally you know, your cover. <laughs> yeah, no one knows when I looked at the phone, so. <laughs> Which is why the iPhone thing that they do now where it can show when it's read, that, that is criminal. That oh, should not what? be allowed. I yeah, didn't right? I know about that. I think, Come I think on. it's a feature that you have to have on and also it only works like between iPhones for whatever reason. Oh, okay. Um, give me like one iota of privacy, okay? Just one little tiny iota. Well, it's not even like, so there's like discussions about privacy that, you know, just sort of, uh, touch on well, what is your right to privacy? What is your, you know, whatever, if you, uh, how much of your dirty laundry should be aired? But, um, answer, by the way, all of it, because it's dirty, it really should be aired out. Um, <laughs> so let, let, let your secrets dissipate into the atmosphere of secrets. Um, no, I don't know about that. But, um, but th- this, this I feel is just like, it tears apart the social fabric is this idea. I feel like for ages, we've all just sort of, relied on the fact that you don't know when someone receives a written missive and it's just so important i feel like it it helps no one and it really just tears apart tears apart the way we talk with each other really so you're on the side of we should see when people read things no i'm i'm the opposite side is that uh we've relied on that because it is a great system where people <laughs> uh receive receive messages and maybe they saw it, maybe they didn't and i can in my head i can uh, be as optimistic as I like. I, I sent a text message to someone and, you know, one day later, no response. Huh. Well, that's a little odd. Well, you know what? Maybe they just didn't see it. Um, maybe their phone's off. Maybe they're off the grid, you know, and then I can say that was 12 hours before they saw it. And then they look at it and I go like, well, okay, it takes five seconds to read. So that's five more seconds of explanation. And, um, Maybe 12 more hours they were thinking. They were trying to give me a really thorough answer because, you know, brevity is yeah. difficult. So Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe is it possible that we will learn to respect one another's, uh, like, time? Like, we will, A, learn have more ca- personal accountability for responding these, to these things on the side of the receiver and on the side of the sendee, learn to respect one another's, like, need for, for example, a work-life balance if it's a work-related mm-hmm. text. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe there is a uh, a real benefit to this. I feel like I feel like the advantage of the not knowing when someone has received something is that you can sort of, like I said, think the best of them. And then if you're the other person, you can sort of rely on someone thinking the best of you, even though you know, as as we all know, we all uh, eat eat entire chocolate cakes late at night. Um, <laughs> And we prefer to keep that secret, and we all pretend that we all don't do that, just because I think it uh, elevates us to, to well, higher goals. 
Uh, I mean, on the flip side, why don't we just admit that we all eat chocolate cakes all the time and still respect and love each other despite that? And say, you know what? Maybe it's not bad that you eat a ton of chocolate. Okay. It is bad that you eat like a chocolate, entire chocolate cake by yourself. I'm not going to argue that. But like, maybe it's okay that you spent the night like watching TV. Like maybe you can spend a night doing that. That's okay. Well, but, but here's the thing is, you know, we are different people. We are many people to different people. Um, that's not quite it either. Anyway, you know what I'm saying is, uh, um, hmm. So when I'm talking to say you, uh, we're, we're podcast buddies and like every once in a while, and I, I, it's rare, uh, you're not my top priority. And (laughs) because, you know, I mean, podcasting is in my 99th percentile, but, uh, well, you know, it happens. And, uh, so when the chocolate cake comes a calling, and I'd rather eat a chocolate cake late at night than, you know, record a podcast with you. Well, why do you need to know that? Like, why, you know, why hurt your feelings? Consider it a white lie no, to just be able to assume that. I don't need to know that, that, but maybe I should be able to know that and not have my feelings hurt. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I'm not totally convinced, but I, I certainly see your point. I'm not saying it's the best point ever. I'm just uh, posing a, it would be nice if our society worked like that. Yeah. What do you think is the best point ever? <laughs> oh, boy. Texting, buddy. <laughs> I like Glacier Point. It's a point in Yosemite. You can really see Half Dome from there. So, this has been texting. And, uh, I think. Was this texting? This, Yeah, I was texting. Okay. Well. Oh, we didn't even get to the, uh, the great fun of typing out long text on a nine-digit uh, keypad. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll uh I'll write a little essay about it on a nine digit keypad and text it to you. How's that? Sounds good. Okay, fantastic. Well this has been the Doom to Fail Podcast on texting, SMS, smoothness texting. And uh we will see you next week for another great topic and rousing conversation on the Doom to Fail Podcast. And until then, that's Captain Cogut over there. Tim Dobbs right over here. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take me home, I'm feeling stressed Put down your phone and I'll tell you what's happening next Honey, you're passing the test She sees what she wants to see